What are we? What are we doing, dude? I don't know. Do you need a hug? All right, let's do it. So I was doing some research. It's like therapy for us. You're just easing into not having much time on your hands. And I'm stoked for the journey. What's up, everybody? My name is Brian Boyd. And as you know, I'm the Zach Hitler. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> and we and we are two dads on a mic microphone. Welcome to episode number seven. Uh, let's jump into a little bit of housekeeping really quick. Housekeep that man. Before clean. we jump into anything else, uh, we appreciate all of you for taking time out of your day to enjoy our content as much as you do and uh, make sure that when you are enjoying our content you're liking you're following you're sharing you're subscribing and you're just becoming a part of the community right two dads on the mic at two the number two dads on a mic facebook uh youtube uh twitter instagram all the good stuff every platform every platform that you can imagine the number two dads on a mic yes what's up buddy what's up i don't know how you doing parenting we're back we're we're back you're back dude i'm back i mean that hat just says you're back i mean i'm trying to be an aviator with my child in a box airplane if any of you have ever seen (laughs) the movie um christmas story yes no not a christmas story oh no christmas vacation christmas vacation you will uh understand the reference of cousin eddie I and am cousin Eddie. Shitter's full, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to own an RV someday and just be able to say that and come out of this. Funny, funny fact is uh, I own this hat right now because a client of mine had a themed party that I was DJing and it was a travel theme. And um, they're like, we have a photo booth. And they're like, do you have all the props for the travel? And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And then she started naming things like, do you have a uh, safari hat? Do you have a cop hat? Do you have like an airplane hat? I'm like, uh, what? No, I didn't. So I ordered a whole bunch of stuff. Amazon Prime, who I love, showed up, opened it up, put it on my head, and it was freezing cold in my house. I didn't have the heat on. I couldn't just turn it on, but instead I'd rather wear the hat, wear the hat, solve the problem. So what, I never took it off. What what category does that hat fit Aviator. In? That's an aviator like hat? Old no, aviator. It's not. Old aviator. This is like old aviator hat. But why has he got fur on the inside? Because of it? it's cold in that plane that has no heat. Oh. Old school. Old school. This is like uh I don't know. This is this is like nom, dude. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But you know what I mean. Big Lebowski. True. It's not nom. Yeah, this is gonna be my new my new bowling hat. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I've worn this what a lot. What if you that would be a sweet bowl if you had a bowling league and every um participant on your team wore that hat, dude, stellar. Have you been bowling at Urge yet? I just hosted a huge company party. At yeah, Urge. you got to tell me about that because uh, you know the history that I, you know, I want to know more. We'll talk about that later. Dude, it was awesome. Good. It was that place is rad. That's where Aria went bowling for the first time. Oh, yeah, that's a great, that's a great place. I love it. Um, so let's jump into Dadtown. Dadtown. Right? What's uh, Dadtown? Remind the people if you Dad are just Town joining for the first our, time. Our stories. Um, so uh, uh, you know, just tell us uh, any stories you got going on right now. Anything that's going on in your life? How's Aria? How's the fam? What's going on? Uh, dad town for me right now is I've been boosted up to another level of, of life. And, uh, me and my, the wife, you were asked to kind of teach at a, a training, uh, for social media, live selling Facebook world, Instagram world of like how to get better, how to do answer questions to like a group of people for two days. Um, it was crazy because it was like our first like business trip for me and the wifey. And, uh, it was normally we'd go like, yeah, let's make a vacation out of it. Like, let's go hang out after. No, we were wiped out. Yeah. Talked for two days straight, super beneficial, met a lot of great people. It was just an awesome experience. And, uh, hopefully we get to go back again. It was only our drive. So like we drove up, drove back in two days and it's just amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so, uh, what we, um, I guess on my end, you know, uh, the kiddo, we're, we're just, uh, we're waiting for that. You're having day. the baby? We're having the baby, man. It's, it's coming. It's right around the corner and we're excited about it. And it's funny because the more we talk about the kid, the more we throw out what we're doing, uh, on our, on our social media platform and, and, uh, parents and parenting and two dads and blah, blah, blah. You know, I had a funny story, um, come to me from a buddy of mine and it's really interesting because this topic really hits around that story um of what we're going to talk about today because we really want to talk about sports and kids today sports and kids like it's march baby march madness baby march madness baby type of dandy baby Dude, i'm curious your stories about what you remember about march madness because 
I'm not a big big sports guy, but I have some stories. Well, I'm I'm a huge March Madness guy. Like March Madness, if if there is one sport event um, that uh, I really want to do on my bucket list, I want to attend a Final Four. But I also want to attend a March Madness weekend in Vegas, so I can just place crazy bets. I was going to say awesome games. That's why I got into it because it was betting in high school. Oh, people yeah. would have the brackets. Oh yeah, the I brackets nothing, are fun. I knew nothing about basketball. You don't need other to. Other than I played it. But that's and that's that's, it. that's the greatest thing about March Madness. You yep. need to know nothing about basketball. I feel like everybody has the same story in their story of like, yeah, and uh, the one dude won because he liked the mascot. Yeah, and uh, he won. Color of the jersey. It's everybody has the same kind of outcome of one of their brackets that that sticks in their brain, and yes, and that's, that's what makes it amazing is mm-hmm. that anybody can just participate in March Madness. There's tons of games, and it's college. And you know, my the best quote about college basketball I've ever heard is, "It's just good enough, and it's just bad enough to make it interesting." College basketball, I know, is more entertaining than any oh, than NBA. That's what I. It's I've, amazing. People always told me that, and I do agree. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So, um, your buddy. March Madness is coming up, and we want to talk sports, and we want to talk kids. Because let's be honest, it's a it's a huge topic right now in the world. Like kids and sports, it's a multi multi million dollar industry. Uh, it's becoming it's going to become a billion dollar industry yeah. if it's not already. Um, and it's it's just crazy what's going on in the world of sports and kids. But so my buddy um, he texts me the other day. He says, "Hey man, I got this story for you. you you're gonna, you're gonna love this." And uh, he's like, "So I'll, I'll Marco Polo it to you." Yes. So uh, he Marco Polos me this story, and he tells me about uh, his kiddo, he's five years old, playing soccer, and there's a kid on his team, on his son's team. Uh, his dad is a child psychologist. Are you following me? Yo, I'm following. Okay. So um, <laughs> the kid of the child psychologist does not want to play soccer, apparently. So they're at this game, and the child psychologist kid is out in the field sitting down. Oh, gosh. Doing nothing. Just sitting in I the middle ask, of the field. Do you know, by any chance, did, did the psychologist ever play sports? I have no clue. Because I never I, met I the always, guy. Yeah. Okay. So... Sitting down in the middle of the field. Just sitting there, doing nothing. Sitting there. So dad, child psychologist, the one that's supposed to know oh my kids, goodness, he did something bad. loses his mind. Starts screaming at the kid, saying, you need to get up. Walks out onto the field and stands next to his son and starts ordering his son. Is he like a, a family therapist or psychologist? What child psychologist. Oh, gosh. So starts ordering his son what to do. Kid is not listening, apparently. The coach, from my friend's point of view, the coach is like, hey, you know, if he doesn't want to play, like, let's just, we'll get him off the field. (laughs) The coach became the psychologist. Exactly. (laughs) Reversal of role. And tells the dad, like, no, 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 calm down. Dad grabs the kid by the arm, drags him off the field, and basically berates him in front of family, friends, parents, everything. Walks off and gone. I always want to know almost, you know, further of the story of the, of the, what is the real thing going on in their life? Because there's something going on in that dad's life that is bad. Yeah. If, and on top, if you're a psychologist, child, a child, and you do something like that, yeah. either I would guess my, if I was gambling, marriage is out the door, hates his job. There's something that the kid just got something taken out on him. Well, you know what my friend took away from that? What? He's not a child psychologist. But he's he didn't do that with his kids. He's, he's, he's dadding pretty good. He's pretty yeah, pretty good. Like pr- pat yourself on the back. You just didn't yell at your child. But you're doing the damn thing. Oh my goodness. Or Isn't that crazy? Or, or is the son not anywhere near what the dad expected the kid to be? But there is no expectations of your child as you raise them. Their child is who they're going to be. Well, here's the thing about sports. It is it is like the one thing. And I am one of those people, and my wife will attest this, I can get crazy around sports. Like, mm-hmm. it can change my mood. <laughs> if my team doesn't win, I'll get pissed off. Is that the only thing that can change your mood like that? Sports? Like that? That's a really great question. I would say um, ignorance of people, too. 
Um, to a certain degree, but I would say that sports might. <laughs> Hi, Molly. Sports might actually be the one thing that could change my like mood more than anything. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's, it's crazy. Like a, it's like this. Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It's very Gary V of you. It it pisses me off because you no, know, if people didn't know you and or they knew you but they didn't know you watched sports, they would never never think that. Yeah, ever. Like I could be. In fact, I used to plan my weekends around sporting events, mm-hmm. and I would get so pumped up for certain sporting events. And if the outcomes didn't happen the way I thought they were going to happen, dude, it would piss me off. Did you always watch sports as a kid? Oh, dude, I still watch them. Dad now. loves oh. sports. Oh, sports! Yeah. I was raised in a sport. See, sports. that's why. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I was more going to play them than to watch them, and I still to this day. My theory right now is, unless it's Super Bowl or it's a gathering of people that are going to be happy together, whether one side or the other. I can spend four hours doing something else. So what's your going to dad town? Like mm-hmm. what's your story around sports? Um, played sports all my life, all sports, all seasons, everything, tried everything. Give me a, give me, give me your sports you played. Soccer. Okay. Baseball. Okay. Tennis. Golf. Not football. What other sports? I played them all. Hockey. Ice, hockey. Okay. I was going to say, cause you're from Minnesota. Every one of my I have hockey is crazy for right, me. Right, right. Is nuts because I played every sport and soccer as you get older, which we'll go further into, is I tried every sport and I'm so happy that my parents like gave the options and didn't force me into one, you know, full year because we live in California. It's, it's nice all year round, so you can play one sport all year round if you want. And my all my friends played hockey in the winter, but I did not. But I played at the parks. I'm from Minnesota. Oh, you played in the hood, boy. I played in the parks to the extent of like when they're closed on Sundays, but the lights come on, we would bring shovels and we would shovel the rinks and we would skate all the time. And all my friends played on teams, all high school, whatever. And I will never ever, and everybody knows this. And I've told them to the face when I come across these uh, people that are two years above me when I was, or when I was a senior, actually, sorry, senior, I went out for the hockey team because everybody's like, dude, you skate at the park. Like, you'll make the team. Right. When you put pads on, and I knew this, for hockey, it's a different game. It's a different game. Why? Because you can check and you can be violent. Yeah. Where at the park, you can nudge whatever it may be, but I was very fast. I can hold my own and and with the seniors and, like, very good players. The second I was so nervous, I put on pads, and I stepped in the ring for captain's practice. I just got nailed. Someone, I stepped on the ice. Just boom. And I was like, I don't want to play hockey. I don't want to what play hockey. What was your parents' response to that? I don't even know if they know. I don't even know if they know. See, and that's, so there's, there's the difference, right? There's the difference of what we're talking about right here and, and, and why this is such a controversial. And I, and I think with, with sports and kids, there's so many different avenues that it takes because you have the safety issue and then you have like the crazy parent issue. You have the... Um, want to want to live the sports glory through your child's mm-hmm. life issue, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Y- there's so many issues with sports and kids. So, as we were researching this topic, right, I came across an amazing article from the Washington Post, um, that talks about um kids and sports, and it says. That 70%, 70. Big number. Big I mean, that's numbers. a huge number. It's 70% of kids quit sports by the age of 13. It's, it's crazy, but I get it. I do. So when you hear that, like what's the one thing? Just give me one thing that you, that you feel is the reason for that. Social media. I'd just say social media and acceptance and access to the technology world that we have and what overtakes adults and kids lives day by day of this acceptance of what what is cool 20 years ago what was cool sports played a big role of that you know as you um were doing whatever you were doing so when you say when you say cool right what do you what do you mean by that the in crowd i mean everybody growing up always is attracted to that at first I do love that this day and age, that's not the case anymore because the cool crowd is technology savvy, mm-hmm. coding for a game, 
Um, prime example for me is my half brother, Jake, my brother, Jake, he's gonna, man, he's gotta be 15 now. Uh, he is, I don't tell him his face. He's more on the nerdier side, but I love that about him. Right. But that can be cool, you know, but sports was the thing back in the day. So the one thing that they found that was the number one contributing factor to why kids quit sports by the age of 13 is they found that it's not fun anymore. True. Because it's competitive and parents just want to push them what? It's not designed to be fun. Mm -hmm. Whereas when I was playing sports, I always found joy in it. Like it was very fun. It was more of a teaching and learning where now it's to a certain point. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you this, when I became 13 years old, it was this, it's so funny that it hits that number, right? Um, my father's favorite sport is baseball. And I was, I'm a baseball fan. I love baseball. I will go to baseball games all day long. But when I was pressured into playing baseball, it became a chore. Mm -hmm. Right? It wasn't a choice anymore. It was more of a why or when are you going to play or why aren't you playing blah, blah, blah. Right? And I went the complete opposite route and I went to soccer. Mm -hmm. And I Your didn't want to play like, baseball anymore. Did your dad was like, this is why you picked this? Or? Yeah, he didn't understand it. And um, I was, number one, I was better at soccer so, than I was at baseball. Yeah, yeah. And I played soccer while I played baseball as well. So I always played soccer in the fall and baseball in the spring. Soccer in the fall, baseball in the spring. Soccer in the fall. But I was better at soccer than I was at baseball. I was not... I mean, I'm not a huge dude, right? I couldn't hit the ball very well. I could field the ball good. But you played baseball. Totally. But yeah. I played baseball from the time I was five years old mm -hmm. until I was 13. Same with me. And it was great, but it became a chore. It became a chore. Mm -hmm. And sports should never be a chore. Nothing should be a chore. Something that you do extracurricular, it should never be a chore. Mm -hmm. It should be something that you love to do. It's like this. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, this isn't a chore. Like, this is an extracurricular thing that we do on our own downtime that I love to do. Yep. If it ever became a chore, I would tell you, like, dude, I don't like this anymore. Like, yeah, I'm when, not doing it. And that's that's where you want to get to in life. It's like anything you do should not be a chore, like you said. Right. And if you're a parent, you should be in tune with your kid and have conversations with them about it being a chore. Because, like it said, the one thing that they found was it's not fun anymore because it's not designed to be. So I think what they really are diving into is how competitive sports are becoming. It's scary. It's so scary because, you know, like we've researched a little bit about this of like, you know, what do kids look at um, in regards to why they want to continue in, let's say, one sport. A kid may choose to continue in baseball because their star player they watch and whatever team it may be is cool. And that's why they choose to continue because they want to be cool rather than, you know, they like the sport, let's right, say. Right, right, Exactly. And another thing is, is when, when, when I hear the saying, it's not fun anymore because it's not designed to be, who are the people that are designing these sports and these, and these leagues? Who's designing them? Well, what do you mean? Like the... Who's putting them together? Like marketing world or like manipulation? Who, so when, when, when you join a league, mm -hmm. who puts the league together? In regards to like younger kids? Is it kids, kids or is it adults? Adults. Adults are putting yes. it together, right? Yes. So when you hear this statistic, it's not fun anymore because it's not designed to be. There's your problem, right? The adults are putting these leagues together. They're putting these, um, these ridiculous expectations mm -hmm. of these kids. So I have two nephews. I have a nephew right now that plays on two different soccer teams, right? He plays on... I think it's two different baseball teams at the same time, kind of. Oh thing? yeah. Oh, see, I don't like, like it's that. It's insane. The overlapping. I get. I he get two teams. He just traveled. He lives in Seattle. Sorry to interrupt mm -hmm. you. He lives in Seattle, and he just traveled to Phoenix for a soccer tournament. <laughs> Dude, he is ten. Yeah, I'm trying to because I was a big soccer player myself, and nothing ever overlapped. I never. I never. I played on different teams of soccer but that was different um because you were in high school and then you had select teams and then you had summer and whatever maybe but nothing like you're gonna play on one or the other or one two at the same time i mean like focus is key i mean with all this what you're kind of talking about is like 
you want to drive your focus into one element that you're doing, whether, you know, at that time, rather than five other things and focusing on, you know, how good am I going to get at this or parents, you know, forcing what, I mean, everything you're talking about, it's, it's, it's a different world right now with sports. Well, and it's, it's pressure because I mean, like they, like, honestly, they, um, kids are advancing, right. At such a rapid pace. And they're being uh, so good at what they do um, that if you're not like focused and practicing all the time, then you're not going to be good enough but to leave play that up on the to teams. The kid. Leave that up. I w- I'm going to leave that up to Aria, my but, child. But what if you? What if? Okay, let's. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back that yeah, up for yeah. a second. What if it's not a choice for Aria because she's not good enough to play on that team, and she's 10 years old and she wants to play on this team with all of her friends, but they've been playing on that team since they've been six. And they've been practicing, 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 and then she's just not good enough to play on that. So team. you you're, you're saying like Aria comes to me like, hey, daddy, I'm I just I'm not good enough. Yeah, I would say. Well, if she doesn't, if she's not able to get on the on the team, like what if she's not able to make the team? Well, if she's not able to make the team at age, you said ten. Yeah, like ten. 10, I would, I would, you know, I would definitely not just, you know, go into her like, yeah, but you're good enough. You're the best. You're my daughter. I played soccer. You're going to be amazing. You're Thanks, my bloodline. Dad. Yeah, I, I would, I would have a, probably a week's worth of conversation or like bring it up like, you know, you know, however it may come up in conversation. But if any sport is not meant for her and that comes back to like giving her I want her to play and try everything just like I did because in Minnesota, you have seasons in California. You can play one sport all year long. So I want to have her access to everything. But if she says like, it's not for me at 10, even though they're 10 and they might not know, and it might change at 13, they might go back into it because they might play another sport and do it. I would just say, okay, you know, that's fine. But I would say in this day and age with technology and phones and all that stuff, which yes, they're very powerful. Yes. They can add a lot of value, whatever. But if, because they want to sit back and do nothing, I would say you have, okay, that's fine. But I want to find another avenue that you like another activity or another book club or whatever you want to do. I just want, I want you to be involved because there's a team effort of team building, um, leading, whatever it may be, uh, community that that's why at those ages, I don't know where it cuts off, maybe like 16, 17, really of, no, I think it's a lot lower than it, that. Yeah, man. it is lower because like I'm like, 10. wait a second. Cause I could be a captain of a team at freshman year if I yeah. was that good. So yeah, it's, it's low. But if, if she knew and she convinced me of like, I know what I want to do. Then that I mean I'm going to be supportive of whatever she wants to well, do. I'm never I, going to be a forceful parent. Right, right. And I think um, I, I think on the on the flip side of this is I don't agree with how competitive sports are at a young age. I just I, it's it's not that it it's not a it's not a bad thing because in in, in life right not everybody wins in business not everybody wins and, and I kids get have that to, kids have to learn. That. I agree with that. I totally agree. But I think that's where the, the the debate of participation trophies comes into play. I was everyone say says it. everyone says say like, yeah. oh, we're in the age of participation trophies, right? But that's that's I think kids should have the chance to lose. Oh, for sure. I was just, I was going to bring that up because we you know we pre plan our episodes a little bit like we want to talk about, but I love the organic of how it happened. Right. But I was going to add, yeah. What what is your take on eighth place trophy? None. And not a trophy. It's just not. It should be, you shouldn't even be in the league. Yeah. It's it's like, okay, this is the one thing I love about um, the uh, Champions League in England, okay? So, for soccer, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. have their X number of teams. The bottom two teams of that league, they get bumped down to the, like, D League. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The top two teams of that D League get bumped up into the Champions League. Uh-huh. I mean, imagine imagine if it was that way in all of our sports. Whereas, like, in, in Major League Baseball, let's say the Yankees just had, like, a shit year and they were the bottom two teams of all the teams in baseball and they got bumped down to AAA, but their AAA team was, like, the best AAA team and they got bumped up to the Majors. I, hard work pays off, man. Right? I like, mean, that's awesome. That's it. And I, I, I love that mentality, and I, I totally agree that that kids um, need to learn the lesson of hard work, and they need to understand that not every it's not always rainbows and butterflies and unicorns, mm-hmm. right? That it's you got to work fucking hard. 
but I also think that making or having children go to soccer practice five days a week. Um, it's a lot. Two hours a day and then have tournaments and then have games. And I just think with all the other stuff that's just as important in life, school, like family, friends. school, friends, like all that other stuff, it's, it's a lot of, and it's a lot of pressure. And I'm not saying that it's not okay. I'm just saying that it's a lot of pressure. Well, there's, a, there's a category there. There's, there's like, if what age are you talking about? Let's say this is happening. You know, like 13, let's say. No, L- no. Earlier? Eight, eight. Nine, 10. I mean, that's, that's not prodigy. That's like everybody around that kid for the last few years has been like, he's got something. She's got something. But I think the problem comes in with parents. Mm-hmm. Like parents aren't educated around that, right? When do you, when do you take your kid out? Let's go back to the story of my friend telling mm-hmm. me that his child psychologist dad is dragging the kid off the field. Like, come on, man. Be mm-hmm. aware. Mm-hmm. Like, your kid doesn't like how, it. Do, how old was the kid? Do we, do we? Six. Okay. Five or six. Like, we're not, we're talking like. Still fun. Dude. It's still like just, it's still kindergarten kicking around. It's socialization yeah. at that point. It's recess. Literally. It's, it's recess. Literally, it's recess. You're right. <laughs> it's recess. Like, come on. Yeah, that's a, that's way overboard. It, it's And that's and, what I'm talking about. Like, parents aren't aware of that kind of stuff. Like, it's almost like we need to educate the parents. Oh, full on. And everybody would think that too, hearing this story. Like, what is going on with that dad? Because even at 12, even at 13, even at 16, if a kid sat down, it'd be even more so like, shit, what's going on in that kid's life right now? So have you ever... Have you ever witnessed a parent like overboard in sports? Uh yes. I mean, heavy into soccer. I, I mean, there's been always parents on our teams or the other teams of big time. You know, like over fouls, like that's messed up, or a penalty kick, or this and that. I mean, overseas wise, uh, in Minnesota, any Minnesotans ever watching? We have in Blaine, we have the USA Cup. So worldwide, people travel once a year massive they have like 30 soccer fields um you homestay uh um, a team we homestayed uh argentinians and no one stayed with me but i got to know you know whoever but anyway they were playing and they were super good they got kicked out of the tournament because the ref and it's it's a known thing it goes out of history made a bad call and it was a real bad call even the other team later on we found out i was like yeah it was wrong the uh a dad of a team and then like the whole squad chased the ref I'm talking like to climbing a fence. Really? They wouldn't call the the the, the foul. How the, old? The, um, fifteen. It was legit. It. I mean, these kids are. It was crazy. So yeah, I'm not not personally like I probably will as we keep talking, but like I've seen some stuff. Yeah. And uh, my family's been around some stuff as well. So one of the articles that I came across as well was an article on Stack.com, and it's it's ten signs that you're a horrible sports parent. <laughs> Right, we've all seen them. We've all seen them. Right, we've all been around them. We may even have, and some of you may be these. And if you are, put yourself in check, dog. Yeah, just I mean, we're not saying it's wrong. It's context. No, it's wrong. When you when you use it, who knows? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Like, chill out. Oh, one hundred percent. Chill out. So these are these are the things that they uh, focused on that 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 say you're a, a horrible coach parent. So I'll just start naming them off. If at any time as I'm going through these, you something sparks that brilliant Memory. brain of yours. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, stop me. Okay. Number one, coaching from the sideline. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. So what this article says is that you should encourage. Really? From the sideline, not coach. Encourage. encourage. But encourage like, run faster. Like uh, slide tackle. I mean, that's coaching. Mm-hmm. Encourage, encourage, hundred percent. I think to a certain age, maybe, or to to a certain um, like if your kid's playing in the Olympics, it might be a little different from your kid playing a normal Sunday night game, right? You know. So yes, always encourage. The bottom line: what what are sports here for? Sports are here to, like I said, I mean, community, team building, socialization, uh, skills of competitiveness. So many- competitive being competitive learning how to lose 
Learning how to learn from your mistakes. That's probably the, in my opinion, that is the biggest thing that yeah. sports are there for. Yeah, I agree. Learn how to fail. I, I agree, man. Because, dude, I will how tell you-, you what. I have failed so many times in my life, and it's because of my failures that make me successful. Always. Anybody successful will always tell you that. And it's just crazy how it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper back to, like, sports. I mean, it's 100%. 100%. And I love that I have that knowledge from my parents, from my bringing up of sports, that I have that. And we both have that. Because but parents need to be aware that their kids are going to fail. Yeah. Like, come on, parents. It's, it's Stop it. Like, yeah. literally stop that shit because your kids are going to fail and you need to be the people that get them out of it. Like, get their psyche and their mentality out of that failure state mm-hmm. into like, look, failure is a real thing in life and we've all gone through it. And this is what we do when we fail. And this is how we persevere through it. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those parents that can't stand watching your kids fail, then don't show up to the sports because that shit pisses me off. Mm -hmm. And some of the hardest things to do as a parent is watch your kid fail. So it's a whole, you know, thing of uh, when you have a child, you think like maybe after age five or whatever age, like, oh, cool. It's so much easier now. I think that once you decide to have a child, it will never not end with that other job you have to have. Right. You know, just like just like pre being married. When you get married, so many people I see like think it's just like it's done. I met my I met my soulmate. It's done. It's gonna be the easiest world. No, it's gonna be the hardest right. world. You know, because you're you you change, you adapt, you there's so many things that are just gonna be thrown into your face that you like you always will have to work, but you have to understand the end game of that that work. It's another sport you're gonna have to play. Do you wanna become a champion out of that? Then you have to train and 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 learn. Right. No, it's that's awesome. I think that's such a valid point. We're gonna talk about that in a future episode, um, how you have to adapt being even just married. Because it's so true. Number two that they say is your expectations are too high. And then the the sentence that goes along with this, even in the highest level of varsity sports, only a small percentage of athletes go on to play in college. And then imagine what it's like to go on to the pros. Like the expectation of kids these days is just ridiculous. Well, I think more expectation comes out of someone, parents who had that height right. in high school or college. And they think just because of my DNA and that's my blood superstar or the build got the complete opposite. True. I couldn't do that. So they will. Yeah. That's even, that's even for my, that's even dangerous. That's more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, criticizing other kids. So in other words, like if your kid's a quarterback and the other kid's a, a, a wide receiver and your kid throws a great pass and the wide receiver drops it, ridiculing another kid. Like I, if I, if my child ever got ridiculed, I it depends of the game. We've all been there in sports playing them. I don't watch too many of them. I may fly off the gun, and that may be my fault, but I would apologize for it. But I may outside like just chit chat on the on a normal like note of like, look, man, I get it, man. Sports are so in, you know intriguing, this and that, and you get in the moment. But just I just felt like it was a little too much. It, these are kids, you know, these are our kids. We want to build them up. I would say the right things. Yeah. And I'm like, I just took that a little too much. So, you know, next time, look, I'm not faulting you. I'm not saying I hate you right now. I get it, man. I've done these things. It's all how you talk and deliver. And But I would say something. Well, there's a difference between being passionate mm-hmm. and being an idiot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Passion and idiotism are completely different things. And it's okay to be passionate about it, but you can't. How do you deliver that passion? Because some people might take that as criticism. Well, it's a kid. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a kid. Well, it's just like how you love sports. You may watch sports some days, and you may yell at that TV thinking like that's your kid. Well, I will yell at the TV, right? But you might yell at that player like, how do you do that? So now you might think back like, why am I yelling at this Whatever, you better player get your I shit together. No, no, but seriously, like you're right. No, it's 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 a valid point. But no, I mean, uh, these 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 uh, these college players, like that, I would get, I would get frustrated with. I also understand, like, number one, it's more about my own self. It's not about like, it's not about these these college players and what they are or aren't doing, and even in pro. I mean, it, I don't I don't blame them. It's that I have a passion for it. But would I? 
in the in the actual moment would I be yelling and screaming at them? No. But here's you when know, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm yelling at the TV. But you know, sure. He, I will say this. I would will, I do it in front of my kid? I will interrupt. Just like how the same thing is pre-baby, how you say things, yeah. and you're like, I will never do that. I will say, well, I'll never do that, but I know that I may do that. I may do that because we've played sports, all the people that have played sports, and you're in that championship game of a tournament that you traveled with your with your child, and this is happening, and I may do it, but it's how do you, uh, what's, your, what's your aftermath? And if you do it and you're like, you know what, let's say wifey, significant other says something like, that was horrible. You embarrassed me. You can, you know, like, you know what, you're right. I'm going to go over the other team and I'm going to tell them, I'm going to explain to them. It's, it's, it's all how you talk and how you deliver. Um, and it'll make you feel better, you know, in, in that. Even if even if you were wrong, you know, like, because also you got to remember, this is dads. This is what this is about. There's children involved. They're watching you. Yeah. You have to remember they're watching right. you. They will remember that moment. And if they remember you yelling off the seat of your pants at someone, but then after going up there and saying, and shaking hands, maybe even giving a hug, you, you might be looked at that moment by your child as Superman because how the heck were you just yelling at the person and you just made that person your friend? Right. And that, so that's, you, a, that's a great point. That's awesome, man. I, I, I love that, that perspective on it um, because we are always influencing our yeah, kids. It's something that you don't, we don't think about, you know, and I'm thinking about like growing up, my dad was always the dad at the soccer games, like for real, like the coolest Story that always I told my mom today because uh, we were I was saying we were talking about sports and I'm like, hey mom, I might start smoking cigars because at every soccer game I ever played, That's my dad amazing. was known as this guy. He'd sit in the corner of the um, soccer field in a lawn chair with a cigar. He would always just hang out there and watch soccer. Dude, that is awesome. That's all he did, but on top of that is, I think why I played every sport. One, we had different seasons, so you couldn't play every sport. You're one sport all year round. Two, my dad played these sports. Like, And as I got older, he'd have Monday night soccer games at the park. I would go. And guess what? The adults would hate me. They would push me around. And my dad sometimes would, I could see him maybe trying to stick up for me. But no, you're the, you're playing with the big boys. And I would play with adults. I'm talking, I get knocked over. And I would, I think, sometimes cry, you know? And But no. And basketball, same thing. I would eventually kind of like play in. I think that's the best teaching, the best knowledge you can give to a kid. And when well, especially we when the parent backs it up, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like because there's there's a, there's a difference between being ridiculous, right? If a, if a kid's playing in the game and you're like doing it on purpose, whereas if you're doing it because that's how competitive and that's how um, physical the game is, then then there's as, as a dad, it's like, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna play, you gotta pay, mm -hmm. right? So a couple other things that they, that they mentioned in this article is bragging, uh, not letting your kid have a life outside of sports, which I think is a huge thing. Yelling at your kid in front of everyone, which I think we've hit on mm -hmm. already, <laughs> and swearing, complaining, and being a loud mouth. I think out of those four, the biggest one that really sticks out to me, other than yelling at your kid in front of everyone, because you should never ever outside yeah. ever do that not you even need yell, to have a conversation with your outside, kid not yell you should never yell at your kid in a sports game just unless they like went up to a kid and punch him in the face outside still maybe yell at them but like not in front of her i don't know <laughs> you just well you just there's as an adult you can respond and you can react mm -hmm. right responding is completely different than reacting mm -hmm. we respond with intelligence with, we react with emotion. Yeah. So if you are the type of adult that reacts with emotion, that's the type of child you're going to raise. Correct. And that's if what you're the type that. of adult that responds with intelligence, that's the type of child you're and, going yeah. to raise. And this goes back to how have you raised your child to being 13. Right. I mean, the, I mean, the dad that I'm telling you the story about earlier, he was responding or reacting with emotion. There was no intelligence there. He period. lost every client he ever had in in his business i would not Guaranteed. only that he lost future clients because my buddy his business is over who who it's saw crazy. that was would never it's refer just, anybody to him it's just crazy and that's what we know what business is all about it's all about referral anybody referral can business. can go to school forever and get whatever degree you want but to being successful it's a different story and you do this stuff like that and your business is done yeah what about not letting your kid have a life outside of sports yeah, 
That's yeah, I mean, I was I was heavy into soccer. As I got older, after I played every sport for a long time, soccer is what I chose, what I chose. And that's the other thing. You know, forcing your kid into doing what you think they should do is not is not is not right whether it be sports or something else let but giving them the outlet to having ability to doing whatever is important so yeah soccer was a big one for me and um i had a life you know outside of it but i just chose soccer and i did a lot around soccer but i had friends and i did everything and so what's your what so now you've got the three-year-old mm-hmm. i mean aria is going to oh she will play soccer she will start just kidding <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I mean, but so so yeah. so when we get into our point of view, right? Um, she's going to, like you said earlier, sports is it's important, right? It it builds character, it builds um, friendships, it builds team um, bonding. There, there's there's so many competitiveness. That's the important side of so, sports. So, what's your point of view and with sports and, and Aria? My point of view is what we talked about too is how are you, how do you raise your child one and how I am is I love activities and I love doing all that. I have soccer balls in the backyard. We kick it around. She's like, you want to kick the ball? Of course, I love it. Did I force it on her? No, but it's activities and this and that. And as she grows, I love doing these things. So she will like them at first because I'm her dad and I'm doing them and I want to do, but she will then take on what she's going to like regardless. So, I mean, my point of view always is whatever is going to make her happy is going to be great, but I'm going to give her options within this, uh, to make her happiness. And it could be sports, could be something else, but in in, in regards to sports, I do want her, I'm going to sign her up for all types of sports. Right. You know, the question is, is like first day, if she hates something, will she go back? I mean, I think, I'm going to research a little bit on how long should you give it, you know, because it's just like food, you know, today I went to eat sushi. Uh, Aria never eats edamame. Hate. I don't want that. She said it months after month, but she'll eat a sushi roll with salmon and avocado, but she doesn't, she just doesn't want it. And then one day she ate it. Now she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how kids, how that happens. Exactly. So it's the same thing. It just depends what age they are, but um, she'll have access to all that. And I want her to try every sport known to man because of the underlying team, people building, you know, leading, whatever it may be that side. Once you get into 13, I, it it is the kind of cusp I think in like, but where is that? And I and I, I go to the teenager th- type of thing. Like you got a lot of teenagers that are like, no, oh, I don't want to do anything. I'm a teenager. Like I'm independent. I don't want to do anything. Right? You get into that bullshit mm-hmm. of of teenagers just becoming this like being that we have no clue who they are. I remember. I remember being a teenager, and you know a lot of people say like, well, my teenager this, my teenager that. I remember being a teenager, and I remember thinking that way when I became 13 I had I wanted nothing to do with baseball okay but at 13 were you only playing baseball how many sports were you playing at 13 just two I was just playing two. baseball and soccer um and I just remember um I was it became a chore it was like taking out the garbage it was literally baseball like taking was. out the gar- baseball, baseball was. was just baseball yeah okay um and I felt pressured to play but at the same time, I also felt rebellious to not play. Because, yeah. And my, excuse me, my rebellion took over my pressure. What position did you play in baseball? At Second that base. Okay. Ryan Sandberg, Chicago Cubs, baby. <laughs> um, so, um, wh- wh- how, how do you, as an adult, as a parent, like, how do you deal with that? How do you, my dad never had a conversation with me about, like, why don't you want to play baseball anymore? And it was his favorite sport. And he was my coach. From the time I was five oh, until the time That's I was thirteen. That's a whole other world now that your dad you never right. implemented that. So <laughs> that it goes back to, you know, as a parent, you you have a responsibility. I'm sorry, but you have a responsibility to have a conversation with your kid when they choose to do not do something that they've been doing for a long period of time. Because there's something going on there. And to not have that conversation is ignorance. It's 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 weak. Mm-hmm. It's that's what it is. It's fucking weak. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 them just saying, "Well, they're just being a teenager." No, it's not them just being a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's something that's happened, or maybe there's something that's going on that's 
that's making them choose to do a different thing. And you should be in, in tune with that as a parent. That's the key, being in tuned. With being in tuned, you got to tune the radio to your child way more than you think. And always, you know, and also to family, wifey, husbands, you always have to be in tune when that person is in front of you. And if you're not, then you're not going to know. And you're then you're going to think that everything you think is the correct thing to do. And you so, can't take it personal. If they don't want to play a sport that you love, no. you are not them. Yeah. Don't take it personal. Me, I will never. I know. I mean, hence what we're doing this right now. We're, we're passionate about what we're saying. And does this fall into the category of, yeah, but you don't know you're not there yet. You can say this now. I truthfully do know it's different than raising a child. When she gets older, the options she's going to have with sports and other avenues. If she doesn't want to play a sport, then okay, what are the avenues? But I'm not going to just not her, let her do nothing. You right. know, I know what benefits uh, a child's brain in progression um, of just activities are just important and that needs to be with other people yeah. and all races that's why I mean, we developed kindergarten exactly yeah right it is like kindergarten to a quintessential degree why do you think pre why do you think you know preschool yeah uh and kindergarten Works. i mean they're learning stuff but more so what do they learn it, it's a different sport actually school and kindergarten it's a different sport the main objective is is, is social interaction yeah with other kids yeah. their age yep. and how to adapt how to not do that how to lead how to uh i never even thought about that Work but that's what it is together as a cohort right one group of solid people i and mean the, imagine what this world would be like if it was more that way imagine what this place would be like if everybody just knew like hey we got to work together Guess who wouldn't be running this country right now? Mm -hmm. I don't need to get political. Preschool and 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 <laughs> kindergarten is another sport. Yeah, it is. And the it teachers really, really are is. the coaches. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And as they get older, everything we've talked about of like pushing them, I don't think that's that's right. Let the kid tell you. Just like a prime example is, and you're gonna run into this first time your baby's ever sick. And you get a really big scare of, let's say, your baby's temperature is 102. Okay. And you're like, in your research, like, oh, my God, 104, they could have a brain aneurysm. Right. I'm freaking out. And I've had this happen to me. Right. And I was doing all this research. I'm in Minnesota. We live in California. And I'm freaking out. And right. at my mom's house, uh, I didn't even wake up my mom because her her back uh, upbringing in emergency room call the ambulance right now this is crazy and i'm like researching i'm okay cool i see what i see i'm like wait a second all these cross-reference uh as she's okay sleeping but we tested it here and there um is how was the baby acting and uh i finally got a hold of a nurse line and she asked me the same and i told her i i'm like frantic i'm like look my baby has a temperature of 102 she's you know she's totally fine she's sleeping she's not like she doesn't have a crazy chills because i researched other thing and she's like wow, are you, are you a doctor? The things that I was saying to the nurse, right, right. other things in this. And she, I was like, no, I just researched, I cross-referenced. And she's like, okay, you, the, the, you hit it out of the park. How is your baby reacting to it? So she's fine. She's like, look, just keep, it, keep tabs. A fever is good because they're fighting the virus. It's very good to have a fever. If it gets over 103, yes, maybe call me back. For it can be bad. Um, same thing with sports and stuff. How is your kid reacting? Yeah. How is your kid telling you what they feel about that Dude, sport that, is that moment such a great and point man you have to you never be selfish in regards to thinking you know everything because you went through that or didn't do this with your children um how is your children talking to you and reacting and are you in tune with that yeah being in tune with the reaction of your child that is a dude that is a fucking awesome point man you just totally dadded i, I dadded you are not dadding, you dadded. Yeah, you just got dadded. <laughs> you got dadded. I love it, man. So, um, you know, when we get back to our dadducation. Dadducation. Right? Um, what's the essential thing that you think that dads should take away from this conversation? Being in tune with your child. And you do not know everything. You do know a lot more than your, your kid. But in regards to, let's say, sports, what we're talking about, listen to your kid. Don't just think you know everything and get in tune. Listen, adapt to it. If they say something that you disagree with or they don't want to play a sport that you want them to play, it's okay. Because also one thing, get over it's, it. it's fine if they don't, but in a month later, they might want to play it again. Yeah. 
another another season, they might want to try it again. So yeah, which is a great point. And you know what? Maybe they just need a fucking break. Yeah. Maybe the, they just need a break. Who knows? Because we all need a break sometimes. This day and age with kids, pressure's on. Yeah. School, uh, sports, um, social acceptance. Social um, media. How many likes did you get on that page? I right. Mean, so many more. I and I I just got to piggyback on that, and I just I I have to say is what I'm learning from this conversation, and it's 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 an an organic learning that I'm having right now is that as dads, it is our responsibility to have meaningful conversations with our kids. Start early. Don't be afraid. Like I know that it's hard sometimes to show emotion and vulnerability with your kids. It's hard for me to do that with my wife. Let's be honest, right? But at the end of the day, when I am that way, it's such the outcomes that I'm having, they're amazing, Mm -hmm. right? They're just like phenomenal and I feel so much better and I know that she also does as well. So be vulnerable, have awesome conversations and if you're feeling any type of um, situation that doesn't feel right in your gut, go for it. Have the conversation, bring it up because if you make that conversation a normal conversation for them, imagine what it's going to be like for them when they get out in the business world, in the real world, they're going to be able to have conversations like that with anybody and it's going to accelerate them to a place where they've never even imagined they could be before. It's crazy. Well, we just want to end this episode by saying thank you so much for following us, taking time out of your day. Uh, We know how valuable time is and we appreciate it so much. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day, time out of your life, time out of your family's life. Hopefully you're watching this with your family because that would be even more amazing. Thank you for during the halftime of your kid's game. You're watching this. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Kids got to go back in the game. Hustle back. Get those oranges cut. Oh, oranges and Capri Suns, baby. Oranges. Uh, Yeah. Let him see. Nothing better than halftime oranges and Capri Suns. But thank you so much. Uh, Remember, follow, like, subscribe, share, um, all those awesome things that help us keep going. At the number two dads on a mic on all of our platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of them. Your neighborhood paper. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Just no, no one reads it anymore. Get in the it. snow. Yeah, open that 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 plastic bag that's on your doorstep right now that you just or in the street. We're in page seven on column two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, two dads on a mic. And we're out.